0: Laudato Jesus Christus, Vatican and World News.
1: In the headlines this Wednesday, February the 14th, noting that the start of the Lenten season is an opportunity for conversion, Pope Francis expresses his wish for conversion of those involved in war. A senior UN official warns the consequences of an Israeli invasion of Rafah would be catastrophic. And the Pope pays tribute to a cardinal who was imprisoned in communist-ruled Albania for 28 years. In the Vatican, I'm Linda Borgoni. Pope Francis marked the start of the Lenten season on Wednesday, expressing his wish that those who are involved in wars may undergo conversion. Reminding believers that Ash Wednesday is the first day of Lent, the Pope said it is time, it is a time that carries an opportunity for a journey of conversion. Speaking to pilgrims gathered for the weekly general audience in the Vatican's Paul VI Hall, the Pope in a special way expressed his wish for conversion of those involved in wars in Ukraine, Palestine and Israel. Deborah Castellano reports.
2: Oggi inizia la Quaresima. Disponiamoci a percorrere questo tempo l'ammonicazione di conversione e di rinnovamento interiore.
3: Today, as Lent begins, let us prepare to journey through this time as an opportunity for conversion and inner renewal, Pope Francis says, calling it an opportunity to listen to the word of God and care for our needy brothers and sisters who are in great need. With this thought, Pope Francis began his latest appeal for closeness to all those suffering from wars as he concluded his weekly general audience in the Vatican on Wednesday morning. Here, let us never forget the tormented Ukraine— Palestine and
2: Israel,
3: who suffer so much, he said. Ukraine later this month will commemorate the two-year anniversary of the start of the war since Russia's invasion in February 2022, as the killings and bombardments continue. Let us pray Pope Francis appealed for these brothers and sisters who suffer from war. The Pope invited everyone to pursue conversion and actively care for those suffering, those in war zones and those who have been forced to flee. Let us continue our help and intensify prayer, he said, especially those prayers to request the gift of peace in the world. Also in the Holy Father's remarks to Polish pilgrims, Pope Francis thanked Polish faithful who organized or are participating in a fundraiser in all Polish churches today, the first day of Lent, to help Ukraine. Since February 2022, over 15 million refugees from Ukraine have crossed through the Polish border. In the face of so many wars, Pope Francis said, let us not close our hearts to those in need. As he invited, may prayer, fasting, and almsgiving be the way to build peace. I'm Deborah Castellano-Lubov.
1: Meanwhile, with the war between Israel and Hamas in its fourth month, Israel has announced it's planning to launch a ground assault on the southern Gazan city of Rafah, where tens of thousands of Palestinians have sought refuge. A senior UN official says the consequences of such an invasion would be catastrophic. Nathan Morley reports.
4: In a blunt statement, the UN's humanitarian chief, Martin Griffiths, said Palestinians in Gaza were already suffering an assault that is unparalleled in its intensity, brutality and scope. He added over a million people were crammed in Rafa, staring death in the face. The spokesman for the UN Secretary-General, Stefan Dujaric, echoed those concerns. You have now... Over a million human beings crammed into RAFA under extremely challenging situation, including with fighting going on around them. Any military operation in RAFA would be catastrophic, to say the least. These comments come after the Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, pledged to defeat Hamas operatives he claims are sheltering in the city. Senior officials from the United States, Israel, Egypt and Qatar held talks on the situation in Cairo on Tuesday, but indications are that there was no breakthrough. Earlier this week, the American president, Joe Biden, also warned Israel that civilians must be protected. The British Foreign Secretary, David Cameron, told Israel to think seriously before attacking Rafah. Israel has been conducting a massive campaign against Hamas in Gaza in response to the Hamas cross-border raid on Israel last year. For Vatican Radio, this is Nathan Morley reporting.
1: And as the war rages in Gaza, another simmering conflict risks escalating on Israel's northern border with Lebanon. On Wednesday, Lebanese media reported that Israel has launched an extensive wave of attacks on Lebanon after a woman was killed and others injured in a rocket attack on northern Israel. On the ground in southern Lebanon, a UN peacekeeping mission is helping civilians affected by the war – protecting the so-called blue line that separates both countries and maintaining a channel of communication between them. But the task isn't easy amid daily exchanges of fire that have uprooted over... 80,000 people in southern Lebanon since the 7th of October and left three UN blue helmets injured and their base damaged. The spokesperson for the UN interim force in Lebanon, Andrea Tenenti, told UN News about the unfolding situation and the risks it involves.
0: The situation with these exchanges of fire, of course, has changed even the number of inhabitants in the area. A lot of people have left the area close to the border line. Thousands of people have moved to Tyre or to Beirut or to other parts of Lebanon. So definitely there are fewer people in the south. A lot of destructions, uh, buildings, infrastructure. As I said, we continue to operate in all these areas and we also continue to assist local communities. It needs to be emphasized that the conflict that we have seen until today has been very much localized five, six, seven kilometres along the blue line in both sides. So it has been not moved from other parts of the area of operations and that's also a sign somehow that no one wants to escalate or there is not a real appetite for a wider conflict, but no one can predict a mistake or a miscalculation. And after four months of conflict, the potential for escalation is very clear and the potential for miscalculation is also clear and that could definitely trigger a wider conflict.
1: And that was UN Interim Force in Lebanon spokesman Andrea Tenenti speaking there to UN News. In the latest development in the war in Ukraine, a big Russian amphibious ship was reportedly sunk off the coast of Russian-occupied Crimea. Powerful explosions were heard early on Wednesday, according to local social media, which suggested the landing ship was hit south of the town of Yalta. Ukraine has repeatedly hit Russia's Black Sea fleet in occupied Crimea. Russia's full-scale war in Ukraine is due to enter its third year next week, and Ukraine's armed forces chief has admitted the situation is extremely complex and tense. According to the UN's High Commissioner for Human Rights, some 10,000 civilians have been killed during Russia's full-on invasion in February in 2022, and more than 18,000 others have been reported injured. In Turkey, hundreds of rescuers are continuing their search for nine goldfield workers who went missing following a landslide in the eastern part of the country. Roughly 10 million cubic meters of earth fell suddenly from a gully onto the Koplar mine site on Tuesday. Four people, including the pit's field manager, have been arrested as part of an investigation into the incident. There are also concerns that dangerous chemicals could leak from the site and create a wider environmental disaster. The Koppler Mine, which is one of Turkey's largest, is located in Erzincan province, around 600 kilometres east of Ankara. Pope Francis on Wednesday morning continued his cycle of catecheses on virtues and vices, dedicating this one to a sin that is often overlooked, a Syria. Francesca Merlo tells us more.
2: L'acidia, acidia.
5: Acedia, the Holy Father noted as he began his general audience, is often called by another name.
2: La pigrizia. Laziness.
5: In reality, laziness is an effect more than a cause, noted the Pope, explaining that when a person is idle, indolent or apathetic, often the root is acidia, which from its Greek origin literally means a lack of care.
2: L'acidia definita come il demone di mezzogiorno
5: Referring to Assidia as the noonday demon Pope Francis explained that it grips us in the middle of the day and makes the hours ahead seem impossible to bear. In stressing the dangers of this vice, the Holy Father stressed that the best remedy is one.
2: La pazienza della
5: fede. The patience of faith. Despite the desire to be elsewhere, one must have the courage to remain and to welcome God's presence in the here and now, said Pope Francis, recalling that monks often claim that the cell is the best teacher of life because it is a place that concretely and daily speaks to us in our love story with the Lord.
2: Bringing his
5: catechesis to a close, Pope Francis noted that the battle of Assyria is a decisive one and that it must be won at all costs. He invited all those who feel tempted to laziness to maintain maintain a smaller measure of commitment, but at the same time to endure, to persevere by leaning on Jesus, who never abandons us in temptation.
2: I'm
1: Francesca Merlo. And at the end of this week's general audience, Pope Francis laid aside his prepared remarks and offered a long, unscripted greeting to one of his visitors. After discussing the history of Christian martyrdom in ancient Rome, the Pope noted that today too there are many martyrs all across the world. One of these, he said, is the Cardinal Ernest Simoni, an Albanian priest who was imprisoned for thirty years by the country's communist government. He was present. Present at today's audience in the Vatican, as Joseph Tulloch reports.
6: Ernest Simoni was born in the village of Trashani, northern Albania, in 1928. He began his studies for the priesthood in the Franciscan order when he was just 10 years old. In 1948, the Franciscan convent where he was staying was looted by agents of the communist regime. The friars were shot and novices like Simone were expelled. Despite this, Simone continued his theological studies in secret and was clandestinely ordained a priest in 1956. In 1963, after Christmas Mass, Simone was arrested and imprisoned. He remained behind bars for 28 years, facing both solitary confinement and many years of hard labour. Pope Francis met with Father Simone during his visit to Albania in 2008. 2014, and was brought to tears when listening to him discussing his sufferings. After he returned to Rome, the Pope decided to make the elderly priest a cardinal. At his general audience earlier today, Pope Francis began his tribute to Cardinal Simoni with a reference to the many Christian martyrs buried all around them in the Vatican.
2: Tutti noi abbiamo letto, abbiamo sentito. All of us have read, have heard the stories of the early martyrs
6: of the Church. Even here, where the Vatican is now, there is a cemetery, and many were executed here. But, even today, the Pope continued, there are many martyrs all over the world, many, perhaps even more, than at the beginning. The Pope then introduced Cardinal Simoni, noting that he suffered as a result of the communist persecution of the Church in Albania, which, he said, was perhaps the cruelest of its kind. Cardinal Simoni continues to bear witness, the Pope stressed. He is now 95 years old, and he continues to work for the Church without becoming discouraged. After his release from prison in the 1990s, Cardinal Simone forgave his jailers and resumed his service as a priest, with a special focus on promoting reconciliation in post-communist Albania. Dear brother, Pope Francis concluded, I thank you for your witness. I'm Joseph Chaluk.
1: And finally, Pope Francis on Wednesday sent a message to participants in the 47th session of the Governing Council of the International Fund for Agricultural Development. Ifad. The Holy Father noted that our world today faces a heartbreaking dichotomy related to food. In his message, he said that on the one hand, millions of people are plagued by hunger, while on the other hand, great insensitivity is seen in the waste of food. This food waste, the Pope said, each year produces masses of greenhouse gases, while proper rationing would be enough to feed all the hungry. That's all for this edition of the Vatican and World News. Join us tomorrow at the same time. My thanks goes to Gustavo Messina in studio in the Vatican. I'm Linda Bordoni. Bye bye.